This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Education for your kids in the province of Ontario at all levels. And uh, as a matter of fact, late last week, we recognized on Friday that all of the unions uh, pulled their staff. And so it was really a shortened uh, week, a work week and a school week as well as maybe a long holiday weekend for the kids. But this is where we find ourselves. Uh, This is going on now, it seems, interminably. Uh, The idea that there are cuts to education, and that's really what is causing uh, the unrest between the union and the government. But uh, the Canadian Federation, the Taxpayers Federation, rather, is fact-checking claims made by the Ontario Teachers Union bosses. They've released an infographic counter the union's misinformation. So what is that misinformation? Let's find out. Jasmine Pickle is the Ontario Director of the Canadian Taxpayers Federation, joining the Oakley Show at Global News Radio. Jasmine, good afternoon. John, great to be here. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you coming on. Uh, In particular, you're saying you did some fact-checking on the claims that the union uh, in releasing, we see it in their posters and all their mantras and so on and so forth, that uh, cuts to education hurt kids, cuts hurt kids. Uh, What do you say in response? What we say in response is what cuts. So the Ford government has spent $1.2 billion more than Kathleen Wynne spent on the Ministry of Education. Now, not all of that money goes directly into the classroom. Some of it uh, does go toward a child care tax credit, for example. But the main funding model for Ontario schools in the public system is through grants for student needs. And that specific line item is up under the Ford government by over $130 million beyond what Kathleen Wynne spent. So when they talk about cuts, it just, it isn't the case um, that education spending is being reduced. It's under Doug Ford, education spending has reached an all-time high in the province of Ontario. That's monetary spending, correct? Yes. So um, that's a total dollar amount. Now, what they might be referring to, um, if you you know really want to splice uh, facts here, is that uh, per student funding technically is down by um, a, a, li- a very small amount, I think less than 1%. Um, and that isn't because the total amount of funding has gone down. That's just because uh, this year there was a slight increase in enrollment in Ontario's public schools. But If we look at the bigger picture, um, student enrollment has been declining quite steeply and steadily over the past 20 years by over uh, 100,000 students. And during that time, the number of administrators and teachers in the classroom has increased by over 10,000, while uh, costs, even adjusted for inflation, have gone up uh, around 40%. So I think all taxpayers, you know, parents and taxpayers uh, in this province should all be asking, you know, why are class sizes getting bigger and why do my the students in Ontario now have to take e-learning courses when funding has gone up uh, substantially, even under Doug Ford in this province. And, um, you know, the answer to that question is twofold. One is that the costs uh, are going up quite uh, steeply and those costs, uh, 80% of every dollar invested into education goes into salaries. Uh, but also there's a lot of waste, um, you know, within at the school board level. So I would say that before, you know, Doug Ford has been increasing funding for education, but even before we should dump more money into this system, I think that we need to figure out how it's being spent and where it's being wasted before we keep dumping more money in. 
again with Jasmine Pickle, Ontario Director of the Canadian Taxpayers Federation, suggesting that uh, it's somewhat misleading when the unions uh, have been uh, spinning this narrative that there have been cuts to education and the cuts are hurting the kids and the quality. So let me just get back to the monetary uh, outlay. Uh, Per capita spending or funding for students, has that gone up or has that gone down? So the per student funding has gone very slightly down. I think it was something at like 12,300 per student last year and now it's somewhere around 12,200 and change uh, per student which is a very very slight decrease again total funding for education has gone up but when you divide that amongst more students the per student funding has gone slightly down but I would also point out that funded at over $12,000 per student. I mean, there are some private schools in this province that cost less a year than $12,000, which is what it costs, uh, you know, now over $12,000 to put one student in the public school system in this province. So if you look at a class of about 25 students, that means that each class of 25 students is funded at a rate of $300,000 per year. Uh, That's a lot of funding. So I would argue that it's not a funding issue that we have with Ontario education. Um, you know, when when it's 300000 per year, that, that's a lot of money. I think we need to look at how it's being managed because right now the province is not in a financial position to uh, spend the $7 billion that the teachers' unions are demanding. The province is going to run a $9 billion deficit this year. We're the largest subnational debtor on the planet with $350 billion worth of debt. So either, you know, if they want us to spend the $7 billion additional dollars into education, there are two ways we can do that. The province could go further into debt, which is not a good idea, or we could raise taxes on average taxpayers uh, to foot the bill for these bigger raises that the teachers are demanding. Um, and when I asked uh, Harvey Bischoff how he, would, uh, how he would like us to pay for this, he was pretty honest when he said, we should, re- we should reinstitute cap and trade, which would be about a $3 billion tax on Ontarians um, to fund teachers' raises, which I, you know, taxpayers are struggling as is. They're about $200 or, $200 or less away from financial insolvency at the, at the end of the month. I don't think that raising taxes on taxpayers who earn a fraction of what teachers earn is a viable way to fund these raises. Well, the whole premise of cap and trade, though, wasn't to be uh, putting money into general revenues or into the coffers. It was supposed to address climate change and uh, be specifically directed toward that. So for him to say that kind of surprises me. Let me ask you, though, uh, about the funding formula. Do you think it ought to be changed? I hear that complaint quite often. Uh, In what respect? Well, I'm not sure because, uh, you know, when you've got 80% of uh, the funding in education goes towards salaries, that was correct. You said that? Yes. Yes, that's correct. Okay. I don't know. Uh, Reversing that ratio or that percentage, I mean, is this something that we ought to strive for? Well, I think one really, so in any sort of analysis of how the province spends money, I think we should look at the biggest cost drivers. So, you know, backing up from the education question for a moment, where, what's the biggest cost driver? What is the biggest line item that Ontario spends money on every year? About 50% of all provincial spending goes into the salaries of government employees. So I think that that's a major question when we're asking about overall funding. So when we look, like you said, with the education model, about 80 cents of every dollar that we invest into education goes into salaries. So I think we should look at these salaries and question, you know, 
is that really a place that needs to be uh, funded better? And in the case of Ontario teachers, I'd say absolutely not. So there's over 10,000 teachers in Ontario right now who earn over 100,000 a year. So we call that the provincial sunshine list that are they're earning over 100,000. There's 10,000 Ontario teachers on that list. And when you add in the, the value of their pension and benefits, their total compensation Total compensation, so that salary plus benefits um, plus pension, goes up to 120000 a year. Now, the average Ontarian only earns about 59000 a year, and we're asking them to give big, to fund through their tax dollars bigger raises for, you know, a group of people, these teachers who are already earning very good salaries. On average, high school teachers earn 92000 a year, um, and it's only slightly less for elementary teachers. Um, so I think it, it's a question of fairness at the same time if it's you know fair to be asking taxpayers who earn a fraction of that to fund to fund bigger raises for them I don't think that they need that and I'd also remind your listeners that QP which is uh, the union that represents you know janitorial staff and other sort of education workers like ECEs um, they already agreed to a one percent raise every year over the next three years um, and they're some of the lowest paid education workers in the province agreeing to a one percent increase a year so yeah. why teachers think that they need two percent is uh, I think very unreasonable yeah a couple of points just quickly on that uh, should the teachers get their two percent or anything in excess of one it will accrue to the benefit of the QP people as well because there's somewhat of an escalator clause or a copycat clause I, I understand in the collective bargaining arrangement there can we audit the results based on the investment in education I mean is there any correlation there have you seen so I think that that I would leave that to an education expert uh, to to answer. I'm I'm not an education expert. I'm looking at the financial side of things, um, but there has there have been valid questions raised about you know how does giving a teacher that earns a hundred thousand a year giving them a six thousand dollar raise over the next three years how is that going to you know help improve. Uh, my child's score in the classroom, I think, and that's a valid concern, especially when you look at Ontario. Um, people like to make the argument that, you know, if we don't have really high pay for teachers, we're not going to have high quality teachers. Well, that there's simply no evidence to suggest that that would be the case, even if we lowered top teacher pay marginally. So back in 2013, we had an excess lineup of over 30,000 qualified teachers looking for a teaching job in this province. And at the time, the Liberal government, instead of asking, you know, why are so many people flocking to teaching like it's Yukon in the gold rush? They didn't stop and ask why so many people wanted to be teachers. Um, all they did was they limited the number of uh, teachers' college spots um, and then ex uh, extended the program by two years to, to try to discourage people from becoming teachers. But really, I think they missed what was obvious is that, you know, the pay is really high and that's what's driving this demand toward teaching. Yeah. So if they lowered top teacher pay even marginally, and we called for a pay, a pay freeze, um, they would, I think, really do... Uh, They'd be able to hire more teachers. Everybody knows a teacher who's looking for a teaching job. It's Let me just interject there, Jasmine, because I'm tight on time here. But I get your point because the teachers, while they maintain that this is really all about the quality of education for the kids and uh, putting it into the classroom, uh, they have been pretty firm and fixed on that 2% wage increase. Uh, so it's interesting because even Minister Lecce has suggested that he'd rather see the money going into like uh, special education for special needs kids and so on and so forth. Uh, 
So we'll have to see how this impasse, if there's any break in the deadlock here in terms of class size. That's another concern for the teachers, but I think it does also come down to uh, the ratio of students per teachers and fewer teachers mean, of course, uh, fewer members within the union. All of that is uh, still very much in play, but I appreciate you coming in and uh, at least explaining what you've done in terms of uh, breaking down the numbers and the expenses, uh, especially to the point that there are not cuts per se, but rather there are investments. I guess the government's using that term. We've made uh, increases in investments, the actual quote from the minister. I've got to let you go on that note, Jasmine. I appreciate your uh, weighing in and uh, giving us an explanation from the perspective of the Canadian Taxpayers Federation. Thank you so much. Thanks, John. You got it. Jasmine Pickle again is their Ontario director. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.